Welcome to another episode of Conversations with Lamp. I'm your host, James Lampkin. And my guest today is a NASA engineer, Mr. Derek Jones. Thank you for joining me. Anytime. I'm glad to be here, bro. Man, listen, I was so I'm gonna tell you what's crazy. All these times we talk because you know you got your podcast, um, you do you do a lot of relationship stuff, and I had no clue you were a NASA engineer. Yeah, it it it's um it's it's something that I that I I I want to say I fell into, but it wasn't necessarily on my path. Well, it, it I guess it could have been. I knew I wanted to be in IT, but I didn't necessarily say I want to work for NASA. But it the the between me being just an analytical person by nature, thanks to my to my mom, um, a lot of the skill sets that I have from analyzing things and troubleshooting, it lends itself into how I approach the life coaching and the relationship coaching as well, just being able to see things that a lot of people don't see. So they kind of, even though you wouldn't necessarily relate the two skill sets, but they do kind of go hand in hand and it helps me process a lot of the information that people give me faster because I'm used to picking out the stuff that, that doesn't look like it's supposed to be there. So so you can you you can actually relate numbers and words the same way? Well, not necessarily numbers, right? So you, you're thinking math, and, and what I'm saying is, let's say I'm fixing something on a computer, right? If somebody can say something's wrong, I don't just look at the problem. Like, I dig, and I look beneath the layers to make sure that we don't have it again. So I'm looking for things that, are, that don't match up the same way that you look at people's human behavior and you look for things that don't match up and you say, well, they're behaving this way. It must be this. I go like 10 layers deeper than that because I want to find the root cause. So we don't have to go there again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go to, I'm going to go back to your childhood. Did you actually grow up wanting to be an engineer? Um, I didn't know what I wanted to be growing up. Cause I was really like this shy introvert, band geek um but i didn't want to i didn't want to like you know be a, a professional musician or whatever but i did play the saxophone like from like fifth grade all the way to 12th and then i i i knew i was good at math and science and then i had a couple cousins that that were already in college for engineering so i was like and i'm thinking about you know what could i do that could make me some money and i was like i'll just do what they're doing <laughs> and then it'll it'll tap into my skill sets. And so I, I went and um it's an interesting story. I went to Morgan State for electrical engineering. And I I was in this accelerated program, ironically funded by NASA. Hmm. But it has no bearing on how I ended up back at NASA, but I was in a NASA program. So they paid like half the tuition or partial tuition or whatever. Went in that little summer program, then the, then the school year, they made us take all of this accelerated um, program. And so all of the people that was in the program, we all had the same schedule. We, we roomated with each other and all this other kind of stuff. I wasn't ready for that. <laughs> I, was, I was ready for it from book smart wise. But the social life that I developed in college was something that I wasn't used to. But it was something in me that craved it. So the social life became more 
important in the school, um, such as the story of a lot of people. So the irony in how I ended up um, on this path um, as a kid, I knew like, fun fact, my mom is, a uh, um, she worked, well, she uh, retired from OPM, the federal government. And what her job was, was she was the person who analyzed anytime somebody retired, she made sure the paperwork was right. So she had to proofread everything, make sure it was correct. Um, make sure the grammar was okay. Make sure everything was filled out. Make sure you had all the benefits you were supposed to get. So as a kid, the reason why my brain works like partially why it works like this is because whenever I would have an assignment at school where I had to write something, the teacher would say, you know, they would do the little red ink and mark it. This, you know, this is not right. You didn't put this word here. And then I would show my mom and then my mom was like, no, there's about 15 more things that that teacher missed. So you're going to go back and redo this whole thing all over again, three times if you have to, until it's right. And that developed something in me over time where I now look for the minute things that she taught me to look for, but it's like second nature. So the same thing lends itself to math, to science. I'm the type of person that if you give me a problem, I will not rest until I figure out what it is. It's a gift and a curse. My wife hates it sometimes because she's like, yo, Derek, all I did was tell you the TV didn't work and it's 3 a.m. and you're still trying to figure it out. And I'm like, I'm not going to stop until I figure it out. And she's like, no, you can come to bed. I'm not trying to watch TV right now. But I'm like, the TV don't work. So I'm up there with wires, taking out wires. Oh, let me get another HDMI cable. Maybe something wrong with, like, that's how I work. I don't, I, I'm a solution-based person. And so I want to make sure that I get to the root of the problem. And that's probably what got me on this path to get to where I am now with, with the career that I, that I ended up being there. Um, but most people think that I graduated college. I didn't. Wait, what? <laughs> I did not graduate college. And the wow. reason why was because of what I said before, social life. From an introverted kid that didn't have a lot of friends to go into an environment where friends was everything. I wanted that so bad that class, I did, I did, I got A's in, in calculus and in, in, in physics, but all them other little, <laughs> the little <laughs> classes, I just, it wasn't, I just, I checked out. But all of those other things are the things you need to graduate. Yeah. So after, after, you know, not doing well in those classes, my mom was like, um, and the school gave me like a million chances to fix it too. And I was just like, I just wasn't ready. I wasn't mature enough to handle college because I didn't really have a kind of like a balanced childhood. My parents kept me really like they're from South Carolina. They in, they're in DC, Maryland area. So they like trying to shelter me from everything. You ain't gonna get in trouble. You ain't going up this street. You're not doing. So I didn't have the I didn't like do sleepovers with my friends or nothing like that. So when I got to college, I was like, yo, I get y'all get out at two. I'm getting out at two. Even though I knew I had a lab to do at, at three, <laughs> I was like, I'm going with y'all. So of course that played itself out in the grades. And so my mom was like, yo, you either going to do better. They're going to kick you out of here. So mm -hmm. she shipped me down to South Carolina to live with my aunt. She's like, maybe you just need a change of scenery. Maybe she can help you get yourself in check. And I um, still had a love for tech. 
this is like 1990. It's probably around the time where I should have graduated from, from <laughs> I, because you know what you know the, the the game that you play in school. You're like, okay, well I'm doing bad here. What's another easy major that I could just use these credits and hurry up and try? So I didn't change my majors <laughs> like two or three times. So I, I didn't. I was I wasn't graduating no time soon, even though I had already been in there for like three years, and. So my mom was like, you got you to gotta figure something out because that generation, you must get your degree or you won't be successful. So she was like, and when you go down there, we enrolling you in another school. So mm -hmm. I was like, y'all don't really have proof of concept at this point because I'm really like screwing up. So when I went to South Carolina, I enrolled in school, same results. So, so, you know, my mom was like, Yo, we ain't paying for nothing because I had no school loans or nothing. <laughs> they pay for everything. So they was real salty. So on my own, I went and I found um, books. This is around the time when the internet is starting to kind of pop off, like 95, 96, 97, somewhere around there. I'm reading books on how the internet works, computers, like every day. That's on my own, because I was curious. Building up a knowledge base, but didn't have a real purpose for it. I was just curious about it. So one day I'm looking at the, I think it's University of South Carolina. They had this old paper where they post jobs for students. And one of the jobs was to be an internet tech support person. So I was like, I've been just been reading about this stuff. Let me try. And they weren't paying nothing, but it was for <laughs> me to get experience. And when I went in there, I'm thinking I'm going to do the interview and get the job. They was like, no, you got to take this test first before we let you go. Everything on the test was the stuff I was reading in the books. Mm. So I, I passed it with flying colors. Went in there, did that job, got my skills together. After a year being internet tech support, I, I think at, right after that, I was like, okay, I got the skills. Now let me get a real job. I'm in South Carolina. It's not really popping off. Tech isn't really <laughs> popping off. So I'm like, I am from the DMV, government, all that. Let me go back home now with these skills. And my aunt, at the time, she was like, if you don't get your degree, because I was working for UPS, right, as a part-time job. And she was like, you're going to be working for UPS the rest of your life. Wait a minute. Hold on. Hold on. Let me stop you. Uh -huh. You was working. You was doing two jobs, UPS and the internet? They probably intersected. I don't think I was working them both, like, for a long period of time together. Okay. But, yeah, UPS will kill you. If you, if you load, I was loading up the, the semi-trucks, not the little brown ones. Oh, yeah. So that thing was killing my body and everything, right? So... I knew I wasn't going to do that for long, but she told, it stuck with me. And she was like, you're going to be doing this the rest of your life. Don't stop worrying about that computer stuff. You need to get your degree in something. So that put a fire in me. And I wanted to prove her wrong that I can be an IT and go after what I wanna, um, wanted to do. Now, here's another thing too. When I graduated high school, I didn't even want to go to Morgan. I wanted to go to what, uh, I don't, it doesn't exist anymore, but it was called Computer Learning Center. Oh yeah, I yeah, wanted, I, that. I, yeah that. I wanted to go there and get the tech skills 
without taking ethics and, and all these other classes. I went to go, and my mom was like, that's not a degree. You got to go to college. So that's why I wasn't, I, in my mind, I knew I wasn't ready to go do all of that. So when I got, when I was ready to come back to the DMV to try to find a job, I'm looking in the Washington Post, and it's like all kinds of jobs. So I took that skill, which most people didn't have at the time because the internet is new. I'm going in like, look what I got. So I could pretty much pick my poison because this is around the time when they started saying degree or experience. So I hit it right at the right time. So I'm going in to, you know, they do those, um, what do you call it? Uh, temp agencies. Okay. The temp agency had me working for the Library of Congress. So I'm not doing no little, you know, it's, it was kind of entry level, but I'm at the Library of Congress, right? Right. So it was in this important, in the I'm in there and I'm like, right. okay, cool. I'm doing this job. Certifications are out now, right? So now I'm getting certified and stuff. So now my stock getting higher. Stayed in there a year, boom. Got these certifications, Department of Justice. Stayed in the Department of Justice on their help desk um, for about a year, year and a half. And a friend of mine was like, and my sister, she worked up at Goddard Space Flight Center and they hiring for help desk. And I'm like, well, I'm doing help desk now. And the pay was like, it was something like maybe 10 or 15,000 more than what I was making. So I was like, that's where I'm about to go. Um, let me go ahead and apply. So now I got all the certifications, network uh, administrator, I think, or whatever it was at the time. So I already had, and I had about three or four years of experience coming in with that. They didn't care about the degree at that point. So I went in at, there, I think that was like 1999. And I just kind of, stayed there it was comfortable <laughs> uh, i'm still there obviously from 1999 all the way to now and um it's been it's been an interesting experience um you know a lot of times a lot of us know you know when even when you love the work sometimes the people make you salty and you don't want to be there sometimes but i'm still here I, i've i've um been through ups and downs but um, I still stay true to, to my passion and what I, what I, um, you know, what I wanted to do from even an 18 year old wanting to be in tech, wanting to be in it. Um, so yeah, it's, it's been an interesting journey. 20 something years later. Let me, let me, let me get, let me jump in for a second. So when you, because you didn't finish college, mm -hmm. were you nervous that things wouldn't work out because in that in that field, college can be very important. But and, and then you had people stress your mom, your mom constantly stressing education, and you didn't accomplish that goal. So did that make you nervous going into the workforce? Going into the workforce, I never felt nervous because I knew I had the skill set. It was whether the job required a degree or not. But like I said, this was around the time when they were like degree or equivalent experience. Well, I had that. I had more than that. So when I'm out only in this field, though, right? <laughs> so I knew 
that I, if I got certifications, it was proof that I could operate and do the work above and beyond the degree. Cause that's where, that's where we're going. That's the direction we're in now in 2022. Those certifications mean everything. So back then it was just kind of getting its legs. And I, like I said, I hit it at the right time. Okay. So wherever I applied, they was like, you know this? Yeah, yeah, I do. And they was like, wow, okay. So then it was them basically trying to figure out how they can how they can offer me the least amount of money to get that skill set. <laughs> and they're like, well, you know, you don't have a degree. So, and I'm like, yeah, but I, I know what I'm doing. And I would knock their socks off in every interview. So it was just a matter of going to enough places, but somebody was was willing to take that skill set. And I didn't, when I was in South Carolina reading those books, I didn't know that this would happen. This was just me being curious about, about tech, about the internet and how it works. And, and, and it just, it kept appending itself until I finally got to NASA. And they were basically like, yeah, the job that you're in, it normally requires a degree, but you in here. So keep doing what you're doing. So call it luck, call it whatever. But I never felt, I was so confident in me knowing what I knew how to do that I never really felt like, oh my God, I might not be able to, to get the job I want because I don't have a degree. Because mm. I saw people getting those 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 network administrator certifications and getting work. And I'm like, oh, they, they didn't have anything more than me, but they got the certificate. So I was like, let me get that. So I just got a few of those and, and just kept pushing. Is it the same way now? Um, do you, is, do you, do you, do do the do the search still trump the degree or now in this day age you need? I would say absolutely they do. Okay, absolutely they do because you got to think about it like this: you're going to get, especially in tech. That's why when you see these companies like Google and like even Netflix, they're not even requiring degrees for their work. A lot of their workers now, because they know that that technical skill and and you proving that you know how to do that, it it weighs more than you may be taking a few classes in that in college versus you going because the, the way that they had the test and they probably like that now the test isn't just here's questions one through 50 or one through 100 you know get do the multiple choice the test actually would would look at the problems that you got wrong and then it would keep giving you problems from that space that you got wrong so it made you forced you to learn it all Oh. So the stuff you would have to type, which you would have to click on, you would have to know exactly how to do, or they would simulate it. So you would have to know how to do it before you even got that certification. So when you go into a job, it's not, hey, I need you to teach me this. It's I already know what to do. Here's my price. Mm. So when you have a generation now who's 16 and have that skill already, they, they, they like, can you do the work? These kids are coding and they're 10. Hmm. So these people out here that have masters and, and bachelors that are my age, mm-hmm. they're 16 year olds that will smoke us in two seconds with nothing. <laughs> so let me ask you this. Do you think it's, do you think because, because you don't need, uh, well, I, I see, I feel kind of, I want to be careful with my words. Um, you can progress in the field without the degree. So do you think that makes it more appealing to get in the field? Because I, it's rare that I hear people say, because I'm going to be honest, when you told me you was a NASA engineer, 
all my questions was going to be about well, what about school and how was you know what degree but you don't even have a degree so the conversation took a totally different turn yeah it's it's so people in our generation in our parents generation and even the businesses a lot of them will hold fast to you must have a degree or else you're not viable to do this job but the reality of it is is and they're seeing it now in performance in people um, whether they're in college or not, is that if I give you something that will test your aptitude mm -hmm. on this particular program or this particular software and you ace that, that's all I need you to do. Mm. So now you're going to put that person who's an expert at that software against somebody who may have gone to college and maybe dabbled in it a little bit that college person is still going to have to get that certification. Uh, get it? Uh, so now the only barrier you have is like a lot of these government jobs that have in perpetuity have, have demanded and required that you must have a degree, right? Mm -hmm. Outside of that, you go in private industry, they want the work done. Oh. They want the work done. And so the government you know, sometimes operates slower than a lot of the private industries, but they're catching on to it now too. That's why a lot of the jobs, there will certain, certain levels that you go, they'll say, you must have a degree in this, but by and large, you can get your foot in the door by just knowing what to do and, and being professional certain. about it and showing them you have the aptitude to do it. These tech guys don't care about, <laughs> they just want you to know how to, how to put the wires together or how to program and do that. So let me ask you, do you do you have kids? I have a daughter. How old is your daughter? 13. So this is this, okay. So I'm assuming she knows that you haven't completed college, correct? Right. How would you feel if your daughter said, hey, dad, I don't want to go to college. I just want to get my certs and go, and I want to follow the same career path you follow. I would applaud her and I would go whatever she decided, even if it wasn't that, if she said college wasn't for me, now that we're in this age, we know that that people that do trades is making six figures. People that that braid hair is killing it. Whatever she, I what I don't want to do is force her to do something that she's. A, I was forced to go do something that I was very uncomfortable doing and I wasn't ready for because they said that's the only way for you to survive out here. And I bucked the system. Everybody can't do that. But in 2022. You got the opportunity to do whatever that, whatever you want. We got the internet. You go on the internet and start a business tomorrow. Yeah. So if she says she wanted, she got to have a plan to figure out like how she going to get it. But if she said, I want to do this and get certain, you can work for Google and take Google search and get a job with Google with no degree right now. Mm. You can do the same thing with Netflix and Amazon right now. Wow. So the tech companies are already on board with this. Let me ask you, what's the, what's the conversation like with you and your mom now? Because she stressed education so much, but even though you didn't follow that path, clearly you've gone on to become successful. So what are those conversations with you and her like now? Now she understands it. She, she, see, she's, she's a very cerebral person just like I am, right? So she understands that the world is different. Mm -hmm. So even though she may, she may feel a way, 
And a lot of times the way that she felt was because of how she thought it would look to her peers or even other family members. Like, oh, he's the, he was the next one in line. And I was, I was the next one in line to go to college and I didn't finish. Everybody else did. So it's like, how do I look to everybody else? But in reality, she just wanted me to be happy. Oh, you so, have brothers and sisters? I have one brother. He didn't, <laughs> he, he didn't, uh, he, he went, I, he originally um, went to like become an auto mechanic because he's real good with his hands. And now he's a, um, a licensed uh, contractor doing work in homes and stuff. But that's, but that, but here's the thing. That was always what he wanted to do and he was good at. So a lot of times parents will come in and say, no, go the way that I think you should go. And you got to suffer through it and push through it. And it, and it hurts because it's almost like killing your dream. Mm. So has that, so, so going through that experience with your mom, you would say that prepared you with your daughter and pushing her and not pushing her, but like listening to her and guiding her and helping her. Well, some of, some of that, but just looking at, I look at people who are like in their forties now. Right. Mm -hmm. And you'll, and you'll be able to understand what I'm saying. Now you see people in their forties just now starting to start businesses of things that they always dreamed of doing. Yeah. Right. In their forties, they're like, I'm just now, this is what I always dreamed of. Well, why are you starting at 40? The reason is, is because we was told and pushed to do things a certain way and don't worry about your dreams, go get a job so you can support your family. So what if some of those people was able to start a hair salon when they was 25? Because that's what they wanted to do or become an auto mechanic or become an HVAC technician instead of going to school. Who knows what they have could have become? Yeah. So I'm an advocate today to say, my daughter has a voice. I'm not going to make her do something that she doesn't want to do or isn't interested just because I want her to do it. I think that that, that that kills their spirit and their dreams when it's something that they fight you on and you like, no, you better do what I say. As far as like their dreams of what they want to do as a career. Yes, it may or may not work, but at least I'm, I'm giving her, her the opportunity to try something that she wants to try. Do you feel like I'm a, because you're a black man and, 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 mm -hmm. and you grew up in the area. So I'm sure it's near and dear to you. Do you think we do a good good enough job uh, promoting STEM? Hmm. It's, that's a weird question um, because of the, t the time that we're in. I think there's a lot of attempts that are made to promote STEM. I think, I don't know whether I could say we are or aren't doing a good enough job promoting STEM. I think maybe the delivery method could probably be more, um, what's the word I want to say? It could probably be done in a way that they can digest a little better on the, on the terms that they're used to hearing, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. um, because most of these kids are doing STEM type stuff in their spare time and don't even realize that's what it is. They picking up iPads, they coding, they on playing these video games that takes all kinds of ingenuity and tactics and all this other kind of stuff. Um, the metaverse, right? There's a game out called Roblox. 
Oh, they've God. been training. They've been training for this for years. <laughs> My they've been training for the metaverse for. That's all it is. Really? Yeah. Think about it like this, right? You familiar with Roblox, right? I'm for okay. So my daughter plays it all the time. Uh huh. Um, am I familiar with it? Not really. Okay. You are you familiar with this this game that that was out years ago? Well, it's probably still out called Sims. The Sims. Oh Sim yeah, yeah. City, yeah. I never right? played it, but I'm definitely familiar. You with pick it. an avatar and you walk around this fake world and you can go where you want to, talk to who you want to. The only difference with the metaverse is now you can. You can go apply for a job in the metaverse with your little avatar walking through and make real money. You have an office meetings in the met, like it's like a fake virtual world, but it's real. Like people are spending money to buy plots of land in the fake world. Because if you walk by this building and you see the advertisement, there's real dollars that could be spent. Like it's going to be this, it's this huge thing. But what I'm saying is Roblox is a virtual world where you pick an avatar and you can go do whatever you want to do, walk around, play a game with people you don't know. It's the, it's the same kind of concept. It's kind of scary, but this is where we're going. Because now if you're in the metaverse with the little virtual reality goggles on all day, do you even go outside anymore? You can get your food delivered now. You know, <laughs> you, you can shop and, and get Amazon to come in two days. So this, unfortunately... This may be the direction that we're going in. And I, I think that that we gotta, you know, we live on the planet Earth. You gotta get outside and like experience life and walk around and play and do, you know, the stuff our kids don't be doing anymore. Oh man. So it, it's just it's a weird time that we're in, but these kids, these kids have more aptitude than than you know, 10 Derricks, and they're 10 years old. So I think. A lot of times these kids, when you say STEM, they think schoolwork. So it's, this doesn't, it doesn't track as being something fun. So they may steer away from it, but the, the, the way that you translate it into them is you already doing this. Look at how fun, that's why now they, they have these classes that teach, you, teach kids how to code Roblox or code Fortnite. So they're trying to relate the fun thing to something that they, oh, you play Fortnite. This is how you design a character. This is how you do whatever. And they're like, oh, I want to take that class. Mm. Wow. So while they doing the fun thing, they're learning how to code. Man. The sky's Whew. the limit now for these kids. It's kids out here making six figures in video game tournaments. Like, yeah, so man. when you're talking about, so when you go back <laughs> and not and no shade to to, you know, there's a lot of professions that you absolutely need a college degree, but when a kid can go play a video game and make $10,000 off of it, they're not thinking about school. Yeah, it's it's kind of, it's, it's weird because it's like, it's, it's kind of scary because it's like, man, what am I, you know, what am I, what am I setting them up for? Am I setting them up for failure? Like, Hey, if you really love video games, play all day. <laughs> it's like well, well, here's the thing. It, it has to be balanced, right? If they're doing it for fun, right? And they haven't even like realized that it could make them money, let them play it in their spare time and get good at it and 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 have them do other stuff. It can be done in tandem. And the video games may be something that they just happen to be good at. Oh, dad, there's a tournament over here. You can I go play that instead of you saying a video game tournament? Nah, say go ahead and go ahead and try, son. 
instead of that son saying, I want to be on the football team, they want to go be in a video game tournament now. What you going to do? It's crazy. Because I, I, I like, it's just funny when you mention that and I think about all the time I used to play video games and and I was really good at it. But it's like, as I got older, it's like, I didn't have the time. But now there's grown men and kids, everybody who yeah. literally make a living playing video games. Yeah. And not even just in tournaments. Like, there's there's people with these Twitch channels. They millionaires off yeah. of Twitch. Yep. Man. Yep. So when you think about that, that's just one thing, right? Think about how many other jobs people are doing online. You got people driving Uber for a living, right? Mm-hmm. And, 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 and they're okay with that, right? You got this big exodus from corporate America, and they're like, we can't even find enough people to fill these jobs. They're not coming back to work. Mm. So put that against college degrees. What it is, what's the real conversation now? It's not don't go to college. It's if you choose not to go, you still have options in order for you to have a successful life and take care of your family. You just got to figure out what it is. It wasn't like that when we were growing up. Yeah. So it's just like the conversation that people have about hip hop. I can talk about the new hip hop sucks, but, and I only like hip hop from the 90s, but. The reality of it is, is it's 2022. This is the thing. I don't have to love it, but I can appreciate the fact that this is what my daughter may like. So go ahead and have fun and listen to that. I'm not going to be like, no, you can't listen to that. That's not real music. This is their stuff. Our parents didn't like hip hop either. Yeah. (laughs) So it's a changing of the guards. (laughs) So I may not necessarily like it, but this is the, the world is changing. It's the same thing that's happening with relationships. People are going crazy. Men and women are going crazy because women are working and doing whatever now and they got their own money and men are like, no, no, no. I want you to go back to the way it was. I need you to be in the house cooking and do... You either going to get with the times or you're going to get rolled over. You think that's helpful for... Uh, how do you... How, because you're a relationship guy, how do you feel about the current times? Like the way things used to be and the way they are now? I think that there's a lot of good that comes out of tradition, but I think that the that we're going through what I call a, a period of, of correction, right? And on the other side of that correction doesn't necessarily mean it's it's going to be a positive thing. We're not used to, as a society, and I'm only talking about United States, we're not used to women making it as much as men. Mm-hmm. We're not used to women being able to provide for themselves. So there's going to be a population of men that are going to go crazy because they don't know how to function with a woman that doesn't need their money. So now you have a lot of men out here on podcasts saying, no, you're not a real woman if you don't submit to me and you don't do this and do <laughs> this. Is, this is part of the correction. We've never really had this exact thing happen in our history because the women always were pushed down. You can't vote. You can't get a credit card. You got to stay home. You got to depend on a man so you can't leave. If you leave, you can't afford to go nowhere else. We don't live in those times anymore. So all of these men going crazy like, oh my God, why are these women being successful? They they masculine. They acting like men. It's all these buzzwords and it's like, no, you got to look at the fact that these women are surviving just like you are. Mm Mm-hmm. So that doesn't mean that they dominate me, 
my wife still treats me like I'm the head of the household and there's certain things, you know, I'm the, I'm the one with the big arms. Like, let's let me, you know, you my wife. Right. But she doesn't have to bow down and submit and do like she worked just like I do. <laughs> How dare I watch her come home tired and be like, yeah, babe, go ahead and clean everything up and uh, let me know when you finish. <laughs> this is what this is what dudes are saying that women have to do. And I'm like, what year is this? Yeah, I'm a, look. I don't want to. We gonna have to do another podcast about that one because I, I, mean, I could have really went in depth, and I and I want to, but I want to stick with the tech, and I want to close out with the tech. Um, actually, I'm gonna close out with this question because tech. We are we both know tech is a lucrative field, mm-hmm. but talking to you, there's this entrepreneur in you that really wants to get out mm-hmm. so do you invent can you see a scenario where you actually leave the tech world and start your own business so if i if okay so technically relationship gumbo life coaching is a business right okay so here's the thing your question is probably would i start my own business in tech Probably not. And here's why. As much as I love tech, right? And as you as, as you see how my setup looks on my podcast and everything else, it's all kinds of tech going on through the up and through there, right? Mm-hmm. So I still get to I still get to be a techie. But my biggest purpose is to help heal people, is to help navigate people in a way that maybe their brains aren't really like, like I told you, I'm very good at taking a a, a situation and looking at the human behavior and dissecting the pieces that don't make sense and saying, this is, this is where you might need to go left or right because I see stuff that you can't see. And my skill set with that is partially because of how I've been trained to kind of troubleshoot, but my life story with relationships is a, a whole cautionary tale. So it ain't too many things I haven't seen or done, but even me doing that because I'm an analytical person, me figuring out why I did it, I'm going in, I'm going to the white meat. Like, okay, this is when I did this to this girl, this is where I was emotionally. Like most people don't do that. Mm-hmm. So now on the other end of me doing all of that self evaluation, I would rather try my hand at this because it feels purposeful than to go into a tech business that may be lucrative, but not be as fulfilled. If that makes sense. Oh, it makes sense. And actually let me correct you because I didn't think tech because I know about your podcast and I know about relationship gumbo. So I was not thinking tech. I was thinking actually what you answered with. Yeah. If I could do relationship gumbo, Right now, full time, I would do it in a heartbeat. Mm. And, and, and that's the trajectory that I'm trying to be on because it's something that I, I never thought that I would be doing this, being an introvert every week I'm on live and I'm, I got to be a personality in front of everybody. That's not my true nature, but what makes me get up every day and get excited about it is because I get texts and, and DMs saying, oh my God, I listened to your podcast and now my moving different. I, I gave up on men for the past five years and now I got a boyfriend because I listen to stuff. So I'm like, 
I would take that hand over fist over trying to code something. Mm. Man, I want to thank you for taking the time to do this. It's always a, this is one of the few times that we actually got a chance to go in depth. Yeah. We've talked, it's always been like groups and other yeah, people we gotta, involved. We got to so. get it together, bro. Yeah, because <laughs> we literally don't honor. even live far from each other. So, <laughs> but before we end it, man, please tell the people like how they could follow you and how they could um, partake, uh, listen to the podcast and, and also support you. So the, the best way is to go to my website, relationshipgumbo.info, and that funnels to all of the social media. You want to key in on Instagram and YouTube. Instagram, I do a lot of pop-up uh, videos that aren't as uh, structured as the podcast, but we do have fun, and I talk about a lot of things. It's a little more unscripted. And the YouTube is where the, uh, the live uh, podcast broadcasts every Wednesday at 8 p.m., so you subscribe to the, go on YouTube and search for Relationship Gumbo Podcast and it comes up and you can see all of the, it's gotta be over 120 episodes on there now. So that, and then um, everywhere that you can get a podcast, literally like I, I submitted everywhere. So it ain't too many places that you can't get it um, where you can get the audio podcast. So I'm literally on everything, even though if you on your fire stick, you push that little button and say, <laughs> play Relationship Gumbo Podcast and come up on your TV. Wow. So, yeah, so yeah, I'm everywhere and I'm still progressing in the in the 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 next phase of this is to phase out the for the most part the one-on-one sessions and the build. I'm currently building a um here's another tech part. I'm building a, a online course, but it's more like a relationship academy where you can get me and all of this the stuff that I the the knowledge base that I have but they'll be in course in course format with modules and quizzes and all kinds of stuff. So if you trying to figure out how to uh, deal with a breakup, I'll have a whole class on how to break up, but it's with, with this brain and, and how I go in and look at stuff. And it's going to hit most people, mm-hmm. most people's situations, whether we believe it or not, we have a lot of more similarities than that. So I'm going to hit the things that, that hit most people. And I'm just going to keep creating courses as I go I probably start out with like two or three and just keep appending that. Like my first, the first one's going to be called how to catch a predator. <laughs> so <laughs> it's not going to be your typical, like I'm, I'm a <laughs> professor. It's going to be like talking to your brother or your cousin. We going to, I'm going to have fun with it and, and, and really relate to people because that that's the reason why a lot of people don't seek out coaching and therapy is because they think they're going to be judged or they're not going to really get where I'm coming from. Now, nah, when it comes to this emotional thing, and, and being hurt and crying and, and trying to figure out how to move and how to how to do with it. I got a lot of street cred with that. Like it ain't too many things. <laughs> I've been there. I'm a grown man. I didn't had I didn't had some some cheaters and some tears and some and dudes, dudes will never talk about crying, man. I done been there. I, I done been <laughs> ain't, too, ain't too many things I can't relate to. So well look again, man, it's been an honor and a pleasure. And- and, and and let me get you on record. We will get back together to make sure that the next conversation we do is about relationship. Oh, absolutely. I'm here, man. Just all you got to do is hit me up and I'm going to be hitting you up and, and, and do a reciprocal thing and have you on my show. So, all right. Appreciate it. And again, man, I wish you all the best. And, and it won't be the last time, but I wish you all the best and good luck with the relationship gumbo. Thank you. Same to you. All right. I want to take the time to thank everyone for listening to the podcast. I truly appreciate your support. You can follow me on Instagram at conversations underscore with underscore lamp. The Facebook is also conversations with lamp. 
You can listen to the podcast on SoundCloud and Apple Podcasts. Again, thank you all for listening. Have a great day.